Good morning, St. Mark's. Good morning, St. Mark's. Good morning, St. Mark's. And all of you on Facebook Live, in the words of my brother Donald, who's behind my little niece right now with his mask on, we are here to say uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And I'm just so happy that you came to worship God on this Thanksgiving morning. I'm, I'm just excited about what God is going to do. And I pray that God has a word for you on this Sunday morning. Now, now, you know, Thanksgiving, I'm told, is a time for family. Thanksgiving is, is a time which we, we come together and break bread and give thanks for God to God for all the things that God has done through this past year. And so this year, I thought I, for this new church, for St. Mark's, my new charge, I would introduce you to some of my family. And yes, you, on the screen, you may see uh, uh, in a second, you, you'll, you'll see my brother uh, behind his daughter. But uh, more importantly, uh, you'll see the talents that us, us, us Martins have. So I'm just so excited about what God is doing right now. I'm just so excited what God is doing right now. So I'd like to introduce you uh, to uh, my family. Some of, you know, we got, St. Mark's, my family got a little talent. Right? My family got a little talent. And so uh, I'd like to introduce you to my, my niece, Brittany. And she is going to bless us with a, a opening selection on this Thanksgiving service. So, Brittany, the the the, the stage is yours. <laughs> It's just me and you. I feel so lost because I don't know what to do. Now, what if I choose the wrong thing to do? I'm so afraid. Afraid of disappointing you, so I need to talk to you and ask you for your guidance, especially today when my life seems so cloudy. Guide me until I'm sure I open up my heart, oh yeah, my hopes and dreams are fading fast, I'm all burned out. And I don't think my strength's gonna last, no. So I'm crying out, crying out to you. Oh, oh, I know that you're the only one who is 
so I know I need to talk to you and ask you for your guidance, especially today when my world seems so cloudy. Lord, guide me until I'm sure. That's why I open up. I open up my heart. So show me how to do things your way. Don't let me make the same mistakes over and over again. Your will be done, and I'll be the one to make sure that it's carried out. And in me, I don't want anything that's why I want to talk to you. Yes, I do. And ask you for your guidance. That's why I open up, I open up my heart, my heart, my heart, my heart, oh, all I need to do is just hear a single word from you, oh, I open up, I open up, open up my heart, yeah, yeah, just one word, one word, one word, guide me until I'm sure, guide me, guide me, I open up, I open up, open up my heart, yeah, just one word can make a difference than I do, Lord, guide me until I'm sure, guide me, guide me, I open up, I open up, open up my heart to you, to you, you're the lover of my soul, captain of my sea, I need a word from you, that's why I open up my heart. Amen. 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 I'm just so excited. You have blessed us, the family of St. Mark. St. Mark, we thank you. We thank you, Brittany. You know, I wish we could all be together. My brother, this is security for you behind you. My brother, you know, I miss you and I love you on this Thanksgiving season. You know, we have a Zoom call at five o'clock. So I will see you all at five at five o'clock. I will see all my family, the Martin family. I'll see all y'all at five. And thank you again for blessing St. Mark with that selection. No problem. Thank you. God bless you all. God bless Happy you Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It, it's prayer time. The time that we go to God in prayer. I'm just so excited by that selection. I'm just so excited about what God is going to do. Let us, let us go to God in prayer on this Thanksgiving, on this Thanksgiving Thursday.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for another Thanksgiving. Father God, we thank you for her life. We thank you, Father God, that you allowed us to experience this holiday in a different way. Oh, Father God, we'd ask that your Holy Spirit would come down and protect us from this virus. That during this period of time of quarantine, that during this period of time of self-containment, that we would learn more about you. We thank you, Father God, for the opportunity for us to come together on this virtual platform. We thank you, Father God, for the souls that have already been blessed in song. And, and we're praying, Father God, that someone will get the courage and someone will get the encouragement to join in this ministry, to walk on this journey together. Heavenly Father, we're praying for those in nursing homes and we're praying for those in hospital rooms. We're praying for those in prison cells. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those that we are able to bless with turkeys and, and produce. Father God, allow it to be used for your kingdom and for your blessing. We thank you for this church called St. Mark. Father God, you're doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? Do you not see that God is gonna make a, a way through the wilderness? He'll put, make a, a river through the desert. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for uh, uh, your healing power. We, we call on you to touch those on our prayer list. And I, I lift up the specific names of Dave Magruder and Lonnie Jones and, 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 uh, and Gloria Mishu. I, I lift up all those who are afflicted and who are in trouble. I, I lift up those who are dealing with depression and sadness during this holiday time. Now have your way during this service. Father God, we intercede for those on the prayer list, those who need to hear a word from you. Father God, I, I, I come to you boldly expecting new things. I'm coming to you, Father God, to touch my children and touch Andre Cantu and Renee Martin and Natalie Martin and Jacqueline Cantu and Pricey Martin. Touch the first family. Touch Maria Belkis Martin and, and uh, uh, Ernestine Estevez and and, and Rob and Cher Emmer. Uh, I ask those who we will break bread today in this place. Um, uh, Father God, just have your way. Have your way. Protect and keep those who are traveling on this holiday season. And Father God, when we do come together, when we do break bread, Father God, when we sit down with, ever, with our families and our friends on this day, let us remember that you are the one who made it all possible. You are the one who has done all this. You are the one who has made a way out of no way. And allow us, remind us, encourage us to give you praise and give you glory. These things we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Uh, the scripture this morning, uh, I'll be reading it. You have an opportunity to open your Bibles. It'll be coming from Luke, the 17th chapter, the 11 through the 19th verse. That's Luke 17, 11 through 19. Go, go get your Bibles. Go pick up your books. Go open up your iPads. We just want you to, to uh, follow along with me, the Luke 17, verses uh, 11 through 19. Thus, hear the reading of the word of God. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. 
And as he entered a village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten men made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And for the next few moments, I, I, I want to preach on the subject matter, uh, turn back and give thanks. Turn back and give thanks. Father God, we thank you for preaching moments. We thank you, Father God, for uh, all those under the sound of my voice. We thank you, for Father God, for those that are dealing with this Thanksgiving in a new way. Encourage them. Uh, wipe the tears from their eyes. Let them know that their family loves them and cares for them. Protect and keep them. Now, Father God, break the bread of life this day. And no matter what the harvest may be, we will give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. These things we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Turn back and say thank you. My brothers and my sisters, what a year this has been. It has been a mighty difficult time for a lot of us. A year that seemed like a roller coaster. A year filled with ups and a year filled with many downs. A year when we, we don't have all the family in the house for the holidays. A year when we have to mourn the loss of some loved ones. A year when we've had financial challenges around every corner. And we would not be human if sometime during this pandemic, sometime during this racial unrest, sometime during the chaos in Washington, the, the question was not asked of us or asked of God, why do you let evil run rampant in this country? Why, why, why do you have us dealing with trial after trial after trial. Why do I have to go through this? Why is my family afflicted? Why? 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 If we were to take our church faces off for, for just a moment, I bet there's someone who is asking uh, this question on this Thanksgiving day. Uh, they're, they're asking, with all that has taken place, 
How do you expect us to say thank you? Can I tell you, uh, if, if, if this thought popped into your mind, uh, you are not alone. I mean, I mean, how, how, how do you how do you say thank you on Thanksgiving when when over these past 10, 11 months, uh, mama's been taken away or, or daddy is gone or, or, or a friend or a co-worker, 200 and almost 30,000 people taken from this virus. How do you say thank you? How, how, how do you say thank you when your child is in the hospital? How, how, how do you say thank you when your money is funny and your change is strange? How, how, how do you say thank you when anxiety and depression seem to be knocking on your door first thing in the morning? How, how do you say thank you when the devil seems to be winning? When our haters seem to be laughing when our friend enemies are celebrating. How do we say thank you when all that we know seems upside down? You, you know, I, I know I'm the pastor of this historic church called St. Mark's. Uh, but can I be a little transparent with you this morning? I, I promise I won't bleed on you too much. I, I gotta tell you, I've struggled with how do you say thank you on this Thanksgiving day? I, I, I know I'm a man of God, but I, I, I had to, I struggled with this. I, I, I know I have been given an anointing from on high, but, but, but I, I had to deal with this. I, I know that the Lord speaks through me to the people in order to uplift them. But in my own life, in my own situation, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I just did not wanna say thank you. I felt a little bit like the psalmist in Psalm 13. How long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How, how long? Will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul? How long will I have sorrow in my heart all day long? How, how long shall my enemies be exalted over me? Has anyone ever been to the place of how long? Oh, somebody knows what I'm talking about. How, how long will my child suffer from this condition? How, how, how long will my family have to deal with this drama? How, how, how long will my finances be questionable? How, how long, Lord, have you forgotten me forever? And, and when I was dwelling in this place, of self-pity, when I was crying in the midst of my sorrow, when I was wallowing in my own sadness, the Lord poked me and, 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 and prodded me and, and said to me, 
Uh, boy, you better look at the leper in Luke 17. And if the leper had a reason to give thanks, you need to get up and say thank you. Oh, 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 this story is familiar to the fire baptized, to the super holy, to the super religious people, but some, uh, you know, people I hang with may need to uh, uh, be familiarized with this story. The story starts with Jesus traveling from Samaria to Galilee. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus was on his way to walk to Calvary. Jesus was on his way to the cross, and as he passed, through a small village, he came across a group of lepers that were practicing social distance. And when, I, and when you read the scripture, it does not tell you the name of the village, and that's all right. Because I think this village can be identified all over this country. Uh, it, it, it was a place where uh, they were segregated and kept from their loved ones. It, it was a place where they, they were in hospital rooms all by themselves. It, it, it was a place where they were in nursing homes and could not receive any visitors. It, it was the place where they were in shelters and not sure on how they were going to eat. They, they were in quarantine. They, they were alone. They, 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 their only connection with each other was the virus that connected them all. Their only connection with each other was the loneliness of not being able to be with family. Their only connection was their situation. But their condition changed. Woo! When they heard that Jesus was in the neighborhood. Uh, when, when, when Jesus was in the town, when, when Jesus came back through the city, when Jesus became an ear reach, when, when they believed that Jesus could hear them, when they found out that there was a Jesus that was nearby that could heal them, I mean, something changed in them when they found out there was a man called Jesus. And maybe that is a signal to our church today. Maybe our church needs to reach out past uh, the four walls of our church and tell somebody about Jesus. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, I'm not talking about my church. Maybe your church needs to go out beyond the place where they worship and tell somebody about Jesus. Go to the homeless shelters and go to the hospital rooms and, and go to the prison cells. Go to the place that, that the people are quarantined and segregated. The place where they need to hear about a man called Jesus. And, and, and hear this, because of what they heard about Jesus, it, it caused them to cry out to Jesus. Did you hear what the lepers said? They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And, and the word says, Jesus saw. Oh, that should get somebody excited right now. That, that should get somebody uh, ready to, to jump up and down right now. That, that somebody should be clapping. See, when we cry out to Jesus, he sees us. And it doesn't matter how we look, he sees us. It doesn't matter our condition, he sees us. It doesn't matter our sins, he sees us. He sees us when we cry out to him. And not only does Jesus sees us, he hears us. Woo! He, 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 he hears us. 
You see, I, I, I may have put on 20, okay, 30 pounds, but, but my Jesus still hears me. And, and, and my, in my life, I may have gotten a little disfigured, uh, but Jesus still hears me. And I, I may not be where I should be, but I've shown up and where I used to be. And because of that alone, Jesus hears me. Jesus, master, uh, have mercy on me. And, and check this out. Jesus did not even touch them. Jesus didn't have to pray over them. Jesus didn't even call out to them. Jesus said to them, uh, get up and go and, and show yourselves to the priests. And, 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 that, and that should tell somebody, uh, uh, it, it only takes a look from Jesus. It, it only takes a glance from Jesus. It only takes a moment in the presence of Jesus to change us. Jesus simply told those Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they started to wait, make their way to the temple, and as they started to drive themselves to church, as they started to go to the place that that they should, the place that should have been going to them, something started to happen. Their legs started to get strong, and and their lungs started to feel, and and the color changed in their limbs, and, and, and something started to happen in their body. They started to notice that they were healed, and, and I got to believe that they, they started to get happy, and I, and I got to believe that they, they started to shout, and I, and, I, and I got to believe they started to forget their troubles, but, but hold on. Hold on, hold on one second. Only one stopped. That had me scratching my head. Only one paused. Only one turned around. Only one went back to Jesus. And as I thought about this passage, I had to ask myself, I wonder how many under the sound of my voice who have been blessed by Jesus, but they keep running with the crowd. I wonder how many um, have received uh, blessings that they never thought they would experience, but they have yet to return back to Jesus. I, I wonder how, how many have seen a change in their life, uh, changes that could have never occurred other than uh, a spiritual and, and, and mystic and great God, and, and yet they still have not stopped and returned to Jesus. I'm curious how many have just tuned in and have yet to go back to the church. I wonder how many of us are dealing with church hurt and church pain and don't care for church people and don't like church pastors and you're allowing human uh, frailties and human shortcomings keep you from a godly experience. I, I wonder uh, uh, how many, how many make up the nine? How many are still with the crowd? How many know that God has blessed them but refuses to turn back? Don't answer. Don't answer. Just come on back. Don't worry about what others say. Just, just come on back. Don't, 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 don't be concerned with other people. Just come on back. Make up your mind that on this day you're gonna return back to the place where, where God 
say thank you. And the word says he praised God as he made his way back. He praised God as he was traveling back. He praised God before he got to Jesus. He was praising God all the way. And I should tell somebody, you shouldn't have to go to church. And before you get happy, you got to hear from your Pacific preacher. Or you got to hear from the choir. You know, I got to hear, hear from the special praise team. No, God doesn't need any hype, man. If God woke you up this morning, you need to give him praise. And, and, and if God put food on your table, you got to give him praise. And if, if God has shown you another day, you need to give him praise. I mean, when you get up and make your way to church, and that means getting out of your bed and going to the living room, don't you know, on the way there, that's when you need to glorify God and give him some praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give, give him some praise. And when he made his way, his way back, Jesus asked him, where, where are the other nine? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Yeah, yeah, yes, the Samaritan was a foreigner. He was not a Jew. He was not part of that religious establishment. He was not one of the leaders in the church. He was not one of the special officers. He was just a man who met Jesus. Woo! And we need to drop our titles. And we need to drop our positions. And we need to drop our sense of entitlement and be like the Samaritan and return and praise Jesus. It's, it's not about position. It's not about uh, 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 where you are in the church. It's not even about where you sit in the church. It's about what you do when you're in the church. You got to worship him and glorify him. Preach, Christ, somebody need to hear that. Notice, notice this. The man did not say anything about the other nine. The man did not give his opinion on where they were. The man did not waste his energy talking about them. What, what did he do? He, he laid himself on the ground. He prostrated himself. And he, and, he, and he got before God. And he worshiped God at his feet. Oh, I like this man. Oh, I like, I, like, I like this brother right here. He was not all up in other people's business. He was not concerned with other people's blessings. He was not talking about what was in other people's pockets. He was thankful for what the Lord Jesus had done for him. Uh, he stayed right there in his lane. He was not casting aspersions about other people's frailties. He was not talking about where other people had been. He was not giving up where they were last night. All he came to do was worship Jesus for himself. And we need some more worshipers who want to thank God and worship Jesus just for themselves. Don't worry about who's sitting to your right and to your left, but you got to come to Jesus and worship him for yourself. Woo! Can I remind you? We got the problems of our own. Worry about your own problems. We got we got we got our own sins. Worry, worry about resolving our own salvation. We got our own past. Worry about the things that we have done. The Samaritan was not concerned with what other people were doing. He was only worrying about his praise and his worship with Jesus. So, so I had to ask myself. I had to look at the scripture and say, "Why? Why did he turn back?" What made him turn back and give God praise? I got three points, and I'm going to tell you, they are very, very quick. Let me let me explain to you what God has revealed to me, then I'm going to go upstairs and fry me a turkey. Here, here it is. Here's the first thing that God revealed to me. The Samaritan turned back 
because Jesus turned up. Woo! Tweet that right there. The Samaritan turned back because Jesus turned up. Jesus put it on him. Jesus did something to him. Jesus showed up and Jesus showed out. And I, and I bet the Samaritan, when, 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 when the Samaritan saw his hands and looked at his feet, he shouted, I gotta go back because when, when I look back <laughs> at all he has done for me, my, 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 my soul was shot. He had to look back who had protected him and he had to shout hallelujah. He had to look back who had healed him and he had to shout hallelujah. When he looked back who had kept him through his time and through his troubles, he had to shout hallelujah. He had to glorify God. And I, and I know you may be a little upset being quarantined and I know you'd rather be in, in, in with your big, big family. And I, I know you wish uh, things were a little different. But can I remind you what Jesus has done for you? That's a reason to give him thanks. You may not know it, but it was Jesus that woke you up this morning. It was Jesus that protected you as you slept last night. It was Jesus who, 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 who watched over you and made our way out of no way. It was Jesus who kept you. Can I tell you, it was nobody but Jesus. So, so the Samaritan, he turned back when he saw what Jesus had done for him. Here's the second point. He turned back because of the hardship that, been, that was done through him. Yeah, yeah. The Samaritan had courage to turn back because of what he'd been through. Remember when I talked about how long? It is in those how long periods where we learn what we're made of. It, it, is, it is in the how long moments that we learn what life is all about. It is in the how long era that we, we find whom we appreciate and what our God has done. It, 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 it is in that period of being in that place called how long that the benefits are being casted around us about, about what we are about to come into. And, and, and I submit to you that it was in this time period when the Samaritan wondered how long, which molded him to be a worshiper of Christ. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, have you ever heard it said? My brothers and sisters, when you face trials of any kind, consider it pure joy. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Because of what we go through, because of the pain of yesterday, because of our trials and our tribulations, our faith is developed and our courage is determined. It is in our trials that we become mature. It was in the time of affliction that we come to understand. It is when it is in the time when when, when uh, uh, we are on our back and, and we we were between a rock and a hard place and, and we don't know what tomorrow may bring that we get to understand the question. Notice the lepers call to Jesus in the midst of their affliction. It was when they were still lepers that they called out Jesus. 
you realize who the master really is, it is Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he turned back and gave thanks for what Jesus had done. He turned back because his condition developed his courage and he turned back and worshiped Jesus because where he was running had little to compare to where he had been. See, he had spent a little time with Jesus. Oh, see, see, this last point is, is for some people who had been through something and made it out. This, this last point is for someone who has dealt with some adversity, but God got them through. This, this last point is for someone who's been on the stormy sea and Jesus said, peace be still. The, the Samaritan in my, in my preacher's imagination stopped and said to himself, I don't need to run with them when it was him that did it all. I mean, I don't need to go, 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 go forward when Jesus is back here. I don't need to press my way to them when it was Jesus that gave it all up for me. And I, and I don't know when you're running. But if it's to the bottle, can I tell you the finest brown liquor can't do nothing for you like Jesus. And, and I don't know if you're running to that joint, but the, the, the best grade achiever uh, can, cannot do you like Jesus. And I, I don't know if you're running to that man. And I don't know if you're running to that woman, but can I tell you, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Nobody can do me like Jesus. Nobody can do me like Jesus. Nobody can do me like Jesus. I don't care what you're going through. I don't know what the trials are, but I know a man that sits high and looks low. I know a man that died for what's on Calvary. I know a man that gave us all in all for your freedom and for my soul. Don't you know? Nobody can do me like Jesus. Oh, this, this, this is why you probably shout. You know, this is how we get on your feet. Do we like you? Oh, I don't, I don't know where you are, but give him thanks. He picked you up. Woo! Yeah! Hey, 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 can't nobody do me like Jesus. Here's the great thing about our Jesus. It matters not how far you ran. Jesus will take us back. It matters not how far you strayed. Jesus will take us back. It matters not the mistakes of the past. Jesus will take us back. So I invite you now. Come on back to Jesus. Turn back and thank Jesus. Come on back and give to Jesus. Nobody can do you like Jesus. I, I, I tell you because I know. I'm testifying in my own life. Trials will come. Tribulations will come. But if you have Jesus on your side, nobody can do you like Jesus. The church doors are now open. What a, what a great day. What, like no other day to, to give yourself to Christ. So, Right now, virtually, virtually, walk down the aisle. Put your name in the comment section. Nobody can do you like Jesus. 
do you like the Lord? If you, if you want some of this power, if you, if you want some of this authority, if you, if you want to be able to stomp on scorpions and stamp, stomp on snakes and, 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 and no weapon form against you shall prosper. Can I tell you, you can't do it without Jesus. Or maybe you know this, you know Jesus. He, he's been through your village. He, he's been through your town, but maybe you need a new church home or a church home. I would love to be your pastor. We would love to be your church. So on this Thanksgiving day, just, yeah, just type in the information and we will pray with you. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Nobody can do you like that. I'm finished. I'm finished. And this, this is, I, I just want to wish you again from the Martin family to your family a happy and blessed Thanksgiving. And, and if this message has touched you in any way, if, if, if you are just in the need of prayer, just let us know and we will reach out to you. And, and if you can be a blessing to this ministry, on uh, yesterday we fed uh, over 25 families. And then on um, tomorrow we'll be back in the church to, to feed those who are hungry. And we can only do it because of your generous contributions. So I'd ask that if you could give uh, uh, as God has given to you. Uh, we have many ways in which we can give at this church. You can, you can go through Cash App. You can go through Givelify. You can just go to our website, St. Mark, S-A-I-N-T-M-A-R-K-A-M-E dot org and find a way to donate and give. And you'll, if you want to give it to a specific ministry, whether it's the food ministry or it's the uh, toy drive ministry, please indicate such, and we will make sure that it goes to that ministry. Now, as you go to eat your food and, and as you go to watch football, just don't forget that there is a God that made all these things possible. And so again, from my family to yours, we wish you a happy and blessed Thanksgiving. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in the name of our Father, our God, in the name of the Holy Spirit, I wish you nothing but blessings during this holiday season. May God bless you and keep you.